This is an Area Code podcast. This is All Alone, a podcast about life during a pandemic. The following audio diaries were recorded the week of March 29th. Hi, this is Peter. Uh, I'm in a, in a, at our house. My wife and I live just east of downtown San Diego in a residential area. Uh, we share a an old 1914 house with some friends of ours who live downstairs. We are a family of two plus a dog. Uh, I'm the type of person that sort of keeps an eye on the things that could possibly go wrong and um, tries to prepare for them. And so I was sort of ramping up uh, way back uh, several weeks before we had the big change. Um, I, and it had begun to affect my actions and the way I was thinking about other people and how cautious I was around them. And uh, in general, just sort of beginning to cap- to change my calculations around this the possibility of this virus that was spreading. I was pretty attentive to the news uh, and sort of aware of what was happening. My wife, on the other hand, uh, is not a worrier or not not someone that tends to get anxious. And she uh, had, had not paid a lot of attention to it coming up. She was teaching uh, in, a, in the grade schools here in the San Diego area, doing a theater program that was interacting with like dozens of kids day after day, all through the first part of March, sharing a microphone and high-fiving and she was coming home after spending the day in <clears throat> these assemblies with kids and every day and I was getting more and more weirded out by it and sort of afraid to to uh, be around her when she would come home. And um, But it's, it's one of the areas that we sort of have a little bit of. We have, we don't have a lot of conflict around it, but there is this difference of way of seeing the world. And so I kind of didn't want to, talk about the fact that I was concerned about this virus, but I wanted her to be careful, but I didn't want to tell her to be too careful or ask her to try to do things differently. And so uh, so she went right up into the end and felt a great deal of success and no concern. And then Monday came and it, everything shut down. And, and so it was a radical shift for her uh, to sort of suddenly become aware that this thing was happening and it became very real when the schools started shutting down. And whereas for me, it had been sort of a long ramp in, (laughs) long ramp of anxiety gradually building. And by the time we got to that Monday when things were shut down, I was sort of in full scale uh, freak out uh, reading the news and uh, just sort of deeply, deeply searching in all of the information that uh, all of the information that I could get. So reading Twitter and reading, you know, all the social channels and the news and trying to get an understanding for what was going on. And she was just beginning to adapt to the moment and realize that there was something happening. So we were really in a different spot during that week and it caused a lot of 
stress just sort of trying to get on the same page. My name is Candace, and I live in Sonoma, California, the heart of wine country. I live in a one-bedroom cottage by myself. My health situation is good, I think. There have been several times, though, that since about the end of February, when all the flowers started blooming and I started walking to and from work, that I started experiencing allergies and wondering if I had uh, coronavirus and I don't think I've had it unless I had it back in January, but my health feels fine. The, um, my symptoms haven't changed very much. Basically it's been like, sometimes my chest feels tight. Sometimes my throat's a little scratchy. That's about it. Um, and then, but the dry, and then sometimes there's a dry cough. I'm not sure if it's dry. I don't even know, but it's not. And then it goes sort of a way. But I haven't felt bad other than really exhausted. And I think the exhaustion that I've been going through has been stress. The last day that I remember being kind of a normal day, and when I say kind of, because it wasn't, I was already freaked out. That was Sunday, March 8th. My mom came over and we went to go look at a senior apartment building that we wanted to um, see if we could get her on the wait list for. And then after that, we decided to check out this barbecue place that we've both been curious about. All of our, our parents all live outside of the state and are far away. And I think in this time, it's a, it's a hard time to be separate from family and to be unable especially for for parents who are older unable to look after them unable to even to you know have influence on their decisions on what they do and how often they go out and my mom has she's in her mid early 70s and she just goes out and goes to stores and goes to help the neighbors and just doesn't seem to be that concerned and I'm like what are you doing why are you <laughs> why are you leaving why are you leaving the house but um but yeah so we aren't able to be close to them to help or to uh to to sort of give have any influence and that's a little bit of a struggle for me as well I guess maybe because I'm the one who wants to try to everyone wants everyone to be safe Um, I'm one of the lucky people. The crisis isn't currently affecting my financial situation too much. Where it's affecting me is it's really, I've been buying more groceries than I've ever purchased. And I bought my mom groceries before she got her social security check because I'm now doing our shopping every two weeks for both of us. I work doing compliance for a winery and Sonoma County deemed wineries as essential. So now I work from home. And, um, but I finally got the work situation after bringing home an old printer that was a, that's a colleague's at work, but she's using a different printer at her house. So I'd say I'm pretty much about the same. Thank goodness. 
thank goodness. It's really scary, frightening. I'm trying to really watch what I buy um, to make sure that I don't get myself in a bad situation because I'm paycheck to paycheck like most people. My mom is now staying home and allowing me to get her groceries every two weeks. I went shopping for her on Sunday, dropped them all off. And then, um, and she met me downstairs um, with a cart. So I was able to just load the cart up and then she brought them upstairs to her apartment. And I still talk to her every day. I've been doing so since she turned 68. I, I was, she retired at 68. So I started calling her every single day or almost every day. Occasionally I don't, but usually I do. Uh, This week I went on a walk with a friend. We decided to take a, take a long, long walk to get, to get out and, um, you know, carefully maintaining distance. Took a long walk. We walked about seven miles that day and one section of the walk went through uh, the woods, a sort of an arched tunnel, uh, beautiful passageway through the woods. And it reminded me of a time this summer, um, my wife and I walked the Camino in, in uh, Portugal and Spain this summer. And I, and I just had this moment of sort of being picked up and transported back to that moment this summer of of lightness and freedom and restfulness and joy that I experienced uh, on the Camino. And and it was such a gift to experience in this time that sort of lifting up out of, out of this constant sort of awareness, constant pressure of, you know, you can't, you have to know, think about where your hands go. You have can't touch your face. You can't be too close to people. You need to stay at home. You gotta uh, think about, think carefully about your shopping and and uh, the, the the for just a, a minute or two, I, f- I forgot all about what we are all going through, and got to just be present in the moment and and enjoy the the sun coming through the leaves and it was just a it was just an amazing uh, beautiful rich gift uh, in this time uh, that I got to experience you know that printer I mentioned that I I borrowed um, from uh, my friend's office at work well I brought it home and I plugged it in and the darn thing kept telling me it needed a toner cartridge. I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like taking it apart and it's, you know, it's an old one. It's like, you know, 2000, vintage 2000. It's an, you know, HP LaserJet 4100N printer and <laughs> I couldn't find it. So finally I call her, hey, Georgine, can you tell me where the toner is? And where do I find the toner in the printer? It keeps telling me it needs more toner, but I can't even find the toner cartridge. And then she's like, (laughs) she had taken the toner cartridge home with her (laughs) because she was going to see if she could use it in the printer she had at home. Anyway, so 
what that led to is the next day we decided to gallivant on over and um, we met halfway and that meant I got to take a nice ride. I haven't taken a drive, you know, except for when I went to Santa Rosa last week because I went shopping for my mom and I. So anyway, I got to drive down Highway 12, which is all the beautiful vineyards. And, you know, you've got the beautiful, I love Bud Break, okay? It's like, I don't know, and I love watching the vineyards. It just thrills me to the nth degree. I got to meet her dog, Beakley. And she's a pit mix, and I've been hearing about her for a long time. And, and Georgine adopted her um, after her her dog passed away last year. You know, we got to visit, and, I, and then she gave me a gift on top of it all. I mean, the gift was the visit. The gift was the toner cartridge. The gift was getting to meet Beakley and the beautiful drive. Then she gives me this little nest with a broken egg and some soil in the in the broken egg shell, you know, and she put some seeds in there and so I'm watering them now. That's my cute little thing. So it's nice to have some beauty. Really sweet. So there's some beauty in this. Uh, I really want to know how this is going to end, but I don't think we can tell. And it helps to see the beauty here and there because our federal government has broken its contract with the citizens and all the people of the United States of America. It's shameful. Okay. All right. Well, thank you much and uh, stay well. Bye. All Alone is created and hosted by me, Morgan Lee. It's produced by Richard Clark, Sarah Cameron, and myself. All Alone is a useful group podcast. For more information or to join us, please send us an email at coronavirusdiaries at gmail.com. To stay updated about this project, please visit us on social media. We're at All Alone Pod on Instagram and Twitter. This is an area code podcast.